Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest is a mental health advocate and part-time live show host, podcaster and content creator, and also a variety gamer with a full-time job on top of all that. She has experienced, lived with postpartum depression, major depressive disorder, anxiety, CPTSD. She has left an abusive partner and has had family trauma situations to deal with. This superstar mum is raising two kids as a single mum. She has a nine-year-old who had Tourette's syndrome and a 16-year-old who is transgender and struggles with anxiety. Living in Texas, together, they just do their collective best to get by with all of the politics and real dangers that comes along with being different these days. All she wants to do is help others feel less lonely and encourage people to seek help when it feels the hardest, but that they need it the most. As someone who has personally struggled with mental health challenges, she recognises the importance of having a safe place to discuss these issues openly and honestly. Her goal is to create a supportive community where individuals can share their experiences and feel a sense of comfort knowing that they are not alone. Through her show and podcast, Mama Fox Fire hopes to break down the stigma surrounding mental health and provide a platform for people to share their stories. She believes that by creating a supportive environment, individuals can find the strength and resources they need to manage their mental health challenges. Ultimately, her mission is to promote greater understanding and compassion for those who are struggling with mental health issues. This is the Strong, Single and Human podcast. Hi, welcome, welcome to the podcast, this little old podcast, Mama Foxfire. Hi. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited no, to be here I today. I can't wait to delve into everything because, well, let's face it, you've had a quite roller coastery life so far, right? Mm -hmm. So look, I touched on a few things in the intro and stuff. So let's, let's, well, let's let's me let you talk about who you are and <laughs> and and what you've been through because it's been a hell of a journey. Yeah, yeah, it really has. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure where you want to start, oh but God. like, I had a, I had a a typical childhood. You know, nor I, I air quotes here normal childhood. Of course, there's always um, some stuff that you go through in childhood and everything, but. Uh, up until I kind of reached adulthood and had my first child in uh, 2006, I was 21. I had him. Um, I had a lot of birthing trauma and I was a single mother um, and kind of went a few years with just me and him. And then in 2011, got married. Uh, I had entered into this relationship and everything was good and gravy. And then got married and it kind of like flipped a switch where all of a sudden it wasn't okay. Lots of um, emotional abuse um, and all of that. And so I, I'm just going to give you like high level and we can go into wherever you oh want to go gosh. into in a little bit, but you no, know, 2013, I had my youngest um, and had some medication issues and I had postpartum dep depression after I had him. Um, and then in 2014, we were trying to have another baby and I developed pelvic organ prolapse and had to have a complete hysterectomy. Um, and so I had to kind of all of a sudden come to terms with, you know, okay, you had postpartum depression. Now you're fine. 
try to have another baby oh by the way you can't sorry <laughs> so but but so then also kind of like a, but also when that happens right and they remove did they remove everything so i, I kept oh. my ovaries so because i kept my ovaries i didn't menopause because otherwise that would be like a nightmare yeah. right so oh, they okay. took um they took uterus and tubes and left the ovaries so I still have all the all the hormones, which is great and kind of not great at the same time because like I have a cycle. It's very clear that I have a cycle, but I don't bleed. So there's no like actual, I don't know how graphic you no, want to no, get on no, this. But it's but like there's no, all the benefits of yeah. going through menopause, right? As in, you have, but <laughs> with PMT, what's that about? Right. So I, I still seem to cycle with my oldest. And when he's on his period, it's like, I can get, I get all the emotions. I'll get like a zit, you wow. know, around my, around my cheeks or my nose or whatever. And I'm like, oh, it must be that time. <laughs> Cause it's the only indication that I have, or I'm in a super yeah. bad mood and I just don't know. Well, I'm menopausal and um, I'm in a super bad mood a lot of the time. So just be glad you still got your ovaries. That's all I can say. Cause mine is shutting down hey. and yeah, no, it's, it's a whole yeah. world of interesting, um, cycles that i'm taking at the moment but hey it's all good it's all good um now yeah. you mentioned yeah. your mm -hmm. son has a cycle right mm -hmm. so yes. just in case people actually misheard and went oh she meant daughter right so explain what yeah. the situation is there as well okay because um yeah so yeah Absolutely. My oldest was assigned female at birth, um, raised as a girl until kind of teenage years. We started kind of navigating some sexual orientation and gender identity types of conversations. Um, and eventually he came out to me as trans and uses the pronouns he, him. We went through several different iterations of different kinds of pronouns. Uh, but that's that's kind of been where we are. And we went through several different names and everything, too. Um, so that's assigned female at birth, but he, him pronouns and a masculine, ma I mean, masculine yeah. name. You know? Yeah. And I, <laughs> so. and I'm assuming dressing masculine and hair like, yes. but yeah. it, like, okay, so here mm -hmm. we go. We're going into, but n not getting surgery at them. Well, you're in Texas, right? So that's a whole nothing. I'm in Texas, That's a whole right. nother different issue yeah. completely and potentially i should get you back on mm -hmm. to talk about the difficulties living in texas in the situation you're in because because yeah it just blows my mind that in this day and age um that that could even be happening but okay so yeah Maybe a time for another podcast, I think, on that one, because that would be, v oh, my we God. We could do a whole podcast oh my just God. on that one. Uh, exactly right. <laughs> and, and, and I would love to, right, because there are certain challenges with dealing mm -hmm. with the situation that you've been in and also people external to your family unit, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we'll delve into it. Watch this space, everyone. We will be bringing Mama Foxfire back for um <laughs> for another episode but okay so then it's okay so they yeah, removed absolutely. your womb and all of that stuff mm -hmm. not to get into like really gory yep. details uh, so that was traumatic as well that must have been traumatic because mm -hmm. that is it no option for children right right and that's i mean of course you can adopt and that kind of thing um but whenever i did when i when i was having trouble getting pregnant i had to go through uh, having a hysterectomy and everything. And I, I don't know that my pelvic organ prolapse, I don't think that that caused me not to be able to get pregnant. There were other issues. I went for testing. Everything was fine on my end. My husband at the time refused to get testing. So even if it, even if it was something with him, like, we'll kind of never know. It just didn't work out is essentially wow. how I look at it now. Like it just didn't work out. Um, but around that same time, I found out that he was having two <gasps> affairs or that he had had, he was having an affair and had had an affair prior. Yeah. So we went through therapy. Um, I stayed quote unquote for the kids, which is a terrible idea. Um, went through all of this stuff. And then we had a stalking situation with a, uh, one of his <gasps> affair partners, husbands. Um, for yeah, it was really scary. That ended on Oh my God. Stalking on him. Stalking, stalking our oh, just... family. No, stalking our wow. family. Right. 
so he would he would send me texts and say like uh you know nice shirt or whatever and, and he'd say what <gasps> but color it's my not shirt your was. fault your or husband was would... having an affair with his wife right yeah but what so what he was trying to get me to do is he was trying to encourage me to encourage my husband to kill himself <gasps> yeah <Wow. laughs> and that only ended when he finally went to jail and that that could be, a, I mean, that could be a whole episode in and of itself, working with the Dealing with stalkers. Department. Oh, my it was God. So many 911 calls, right. It was so many 911 calls and so many uh, different police reports and, like, had to give my phone to the sheriff and all this stuff. Um, so, yeah, we went through that situation. And then, so that brings us up to probably about 2016, maybe early 2017. And then in 2017... I know this is like just one oh thing after God, another. Going, we've still got long, another six like, years to go. Tell me what you've been through. I know. <laughs> I know. So in 2017, uh, my grandfather <gasps> went missing, and it you can't see it like if you're listening, but I have an axe tattoo for him. He was a retired fireman, and so I use this for suicide awareness. And then I have a another tattoo over here. It's a handlebar mustache for my other grandfather. I use that for men's breast cancer awareness because he died too breast wow. cancer, but. So in 2017, my grandfather went missing. That case is still open. Um, but in 2017, because of that traumatic situation that my whole family was going through, um, I became much closer with my sister, who I hadn't been super close with as an adult, and started gaming again. And and it was kind of, I started gaming again for the first time since meeting my husband as a way to kind of cope with that disappearance. And then, okay, one more year. <laughs> In 2018, I found out about another affair and uh, were you still with the husband? Said, you so oh my god, yeah, so you'd yeah, gone through two, mm -hmm. then you found out, and then yep. so he finished those two, and then this is a new one that oh mm -hmm. my okay. Yes. Well yeah, so he swore up and down it was only an emotional affair. Well, I found out a year later that it wasn't, it was a physical affair as well. And I finally said, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I had been working with a therapist because of my grandfather's disappearance. And she had helped me come to realize that I was in a situation of domestic abuse. You know, I, it took me a long time to come to terms with that. The fact that that's what I was in. Um, so in 2019, I filed for divorce. He refused to leave the house. Um, fortunately he finally left right before new year's Happy and new year. then 2020 COVID <laughs> hit. So well, right. And so I'm like three months later, COVID hit and I'm like, thank oh my God. God. He was out Could you imagine? That would have been terrible. Yeah. That would have been awful. I'm just really glad that, that he was out by then. So I did file for divorce. Um, okay. So that is 2019. That's also when I started noticing symptoms of carpal tunnel syndrome and my other grandfather died to breast cancer. Uh, and then in 2020, I was supposed to have surgery for carpal tunnel syndrome, but they considered it elective. So I was still in a lot of pain um, because of that. And then <laughs> 2021, I was finally able to have surgery for carpal tunnel syndrome. Um, and then in 2021 also, wait, hold on. Yeah. 2021 is also the year that they finally finalize the divorce because the courts were so oh, backed up here same here because of same COVID. here so it took yeah it took a couple of years to get that completely finalized uh and that brings us to 2022 i moved um back down to be closer to my family and i here, in here texas. we are <laughs> and then they pass laws and in make texas, everything yeah. really hard for everyone to bloody live with but uh, right. Hey right yeah so okay so wow like there's bereavement and <laughs> uncertainty and pain and mistrust. Um, well, there's lots of emotions within all of that, right? Um, yeah. There's, well, um, it sounds a bit drastic, but like there's losing your womanhood or your femininity to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. all, like, okay, so like how... Like you're, I, I talk to you and I would never know, right, that all of this has gone on. You are happy. You, you seem sane when I speak to you, right? And, you know, and you are. Um, and, uh, you know, you just, you seem to have just got on with it. And like, and, and I know a lot of people who would be listening to this podcast and I've been through it as well myself, like are going through shit to put it. Mm-hmm 
in a blunt way, right? So, like, how did you pull yourself through it? Because life is a series of ups and downs, right? But you seem to yeah. have had a lot of downs in the last few years. How do you get how do you right. get yourself through it? And also, you've got to pull the kids through it as well. Mm-hmm. So I I chalk it up to a few things. Number one is therapy. I mean, I couldn't have gotten through a lot of what I got through without my therapist. So um, she helped me through just so much and helped me navigate through a lot of things after, especially after my grandfather's disappearance, and then kind of helped me come to terms with some of the situations that I was in and everything. Uh, The other one is just making, I, my therapist at one point said like, you're the most high functioning, most depressed person I've ever treated. And it's like, yeah. And I, I kind of said, yeah, because I have to be, I've got two kids that rely on me. I ha- I don't have a choice. And she was just like, okay, well, if you had a choice, it's like, yeah, I don't think I would still be functioning. <laughs> and so it's, it's one of those things that just, um, I deal with a lot of stuff through dark humor. I deal with a lot of stuff through, uh, just kind of fake it till you make it sometimes. And it sucks to say that sometimes that is what it took for me, but it is what it took for me. Um, I don't have to fake it so much these days, which is great. I mean, it's such a weight off to not have to feel like, okay, I just have to get through this next thing. I just have to function through this next day. And and then we'll start over again, you know, start that timer over again. Um, lots of therapy. That is, that was the main thing that got me through it. Like, and I had had a bad experience with therapy before. Oh, wow. Um, had you? And I'm so glad that I gave it. Mm-hmm. The first time I went to therapy, um, was after the discovery of my ex-husband's affairs the first time. <laughs> and, uh, the therapist that I saw then was just complete shit. And I, can I swear? Yeah, I just uh, sweared a little while ago, so it's okay. Okay. All right. Good. So the, the first, the first therapist that I went to was complete shit. Like she, all she would do, she would be like, well, essentially buck up buttercup. And she would give me some work worksheets. Keep in mind, like I was not the one who had affairs. I was, I was the wounded party in this situation. And her answer was just like, well, do these worksheets and we'll talk about it next time. And, um, she was very dismissive of almost everything. And she was really just like, are you even trying to deal with this? Like, are you even trying to forgive him? Are you even trying to, instead of trying to figure out like, so I went, I think I went to her four or five times and then I stopped. But going. you went, but what was he doing? Uh, so, <laughs> so he was supposed to be going to therapy. He went to therapy and um, we went to couples therapy as well. And we went a handful of times and he, he legitimately said, I just can't win at therapy. We're not going anymore. And therapy is not like a let's go fight and win <laughs> situation. But he felt like everyone was saying, you know, um, that he needed to do some work and he wasn't willing to do the work. So we stopped going. Right. Yeah, We did do an affair recovery program and it was it was very good. And we did stick with that, but it was less. um it was less him having to do work and us, it was more us having work to do together. Yeah. So I've, he wasn't having to work on just himself. <laughs> I've been in that seat. Look at the end of the day, right. I'm, I'm very open-minded to anything and everything. Right. Um, but I have been in a similar situation to you. Right. And there are, there are little red flags within those situations. Yeah. I'll never forget. So my ex-partner, um, was working in a foreign country um, um, Mm -hmm. in a war zone, basically. He wasn't in the army, but um, Mm. he was doing logistics and things like that out there. And I discovered he'd had an affair when he was international, as we call it. Um, And um, he'd come home for three weeks and then he was going back out. And his words, a massive red flag, right? His words to me on the night he left, I said, well, what's going to happen regarding this affair and stuff? And he said, I won't see her because you don't want me to see her, right? And I went, uh, that's not actually. So, So obviously then I was on the hunt for two weeks of going like, well, what's going on? What's happening? It's like, and then. My view is, right, if they ain't willing, if they're not, like, falling apart and going, Mm -hmm. um, 
oh my God, I don't want to lose this. This is insane. This is a really yeah. stupid decision I made, right? Drunk or sober, it doesn't matter, right? It's a stupid decision and they really want to work at it. Then they will do, they will walk over hot coals for you to actually, but when yeah. they're going, well, I don't want to do counselling or, oh, I won't see the person mm -hmm. because you don't want me to see the person. You're sort of sitting there right. going, uh, no, do you know what? And so I think yeah. that experience made me learn very quickly, as I'm sure you did, um, that, yeah, do you know what? You're worth better, that you're, you know, worth more than that. And yeah. all these promises and all these words, they go, oh, I'm never going to do it again. And, oh, you just trust, you just need to trust me. And I'm honest with you. And no, rubbish, right? It's about building trust mm -hmm. again, right? So, yeah, these people, and like it's men and women, right? I'm not going to just say it's yeah, blokes, sure. right? Because women do the same thing as well, need to just mm -hmm. can seriously consider whether that relationship is what they want to be in. Wow. Okay. Yes, for sure. So, so yeah. So, I mean, me too, right? I went through therapy. I've been through therapy mm -hmm. twice now for longish yeah. periods of time because the affair side of things was really painful for me. So you had to, yeah. I had to deal with it. I had to build myself up again. I had to mm -hmm. deal with that. But then I've now had to deal with the separation from my son's father um, mm -hmm. and him having an addiction and things like that. So I've had to understand where that is, heal myself and deal with forgiveness, I suppose, and mm -hmm. and deal with co-parenting and narcissistic alcoholics. So, you know, it's, yeah. yeah. So, okay, and I agree with you. So how did you get the kid? Because did, did the kids go to therapy? So my oldest is in therapy. Um, my youngest has been to therapy one time just as a, um, like a mental health check-in. Oh, and okay. I plan to do that with him kind of every year and just say, okay, go talk to the, talk to this therapist and just talk about whatever you want to talk about. And I always tell the therapist, you know, this is just, I'm treating it like it's a doctor's appointment, an annual, just an annual brain physical aside from his neurologist because he has Tourette's syndrome also so he does have a neurologist and like all these extra doctors and everything but um so but my oldest is in therapy mainly because of all the political climate and just the um the hardships that come with being transgender I mean that's something that is difficult and then he has anxiety as well so there's just a lot of stuff that they can benefit from going to therapy that sure I could do all this research and talk to them about it. But Hey, teenagers don't always want to talk to their moms. No, I look, <laughs> and I agree. I agree. And sometimes just having somebody I'm look, I'm 51 and there are times that I maybe don't want to talk to my mum. I mean, I love my mum to bits. Yeah. Right. But like there's stuff mm -hmm. that I sort of go, well, I don't want to worry her because you know, yeah. I'm in another country and she needs to just, and deal with her stuff. So, um, right. And I can understand why your eldest is anxious because yeah. living in Texas, I would be Absolutely. anxious. I would be anxious and it's I'm not transgender, gay, having an abortion mm -hmm. or anything of those things. So, um, but you're yeah. a woman. I, well, that's, yeah, that's bad enough. Yeah, that's true. It, that's honestly like, that's enough to make it terrible to live in Texas. Wow. 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 <laughs> to not be a straight white man, anything other than straight white man. Hello. But like like we said, that's probably a oh whole my other God. podcast don't, to talk about. Like, well, I don't even know where to start there because that's just like mm -hmm. and hey, look, we do have our straight white men here who have the egos and yeah. believe they need to take care of the little woman and like, you know, things should be as they are here. But um thankfully mm -hmm. we are getting a lot more other people who are open minded and yeah. broad. Um so look, what three bits of advice would you give to somebody who is at the moment going through, let's face it, a shitty time, right? Or a challenging time. Mm -hmm. What three bits of advice would you give to somebody? Uh, number one is therapy. I mean, that I can't stress enough how how much help therapy can be, whether you think that you need it or not, find a good therapist and don't be afraid to fire them if they're not working out. If you get a shitty therapist, like I had at first, find a different one until one clicks with you. You know, that's the second therapist that I had. She was the best. Like I wish I had had her the first time around. I think that things would have been much different, um, much better. So number one is definitely therapy. After that, find things that you can do for self-care. Because for me, 
Um, I, whenever I was going through therapy, my therapist would ask me like, what are you doing for self-care? And I'm like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And so we kind of got to the point where I had a couple of things that I did. One of them was gaming. And then one of them was doing nail art. And I don't, I don't do nail art anymore. Like my nails are just plain painted, but I do still paint them and everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, these are my natural nails too. So it's, it's like, um, something I still do take the time to take care of them, but I don't do as much nail art as I used to do. Um, but find something that you can do for self-care. And then I guess the third one would would just be to find a community, whether that is your, um, your family around you, you know, I lean heavily on my dad, I lean heavily on my sister. Uh, and then I have this community in the gaming world and with my, uh, with my own podcast that has sprung up and we really support each other. There are online forums that you can find to, if you can't get people on, uh, if you can't get people in person, if you're a church goer, then you can probably find somebody at your church to talk to. Like there's all kinds of options out there, but find your tribe essentially and and just do what you can to let them know what's going on because people can't help if they don't know that you need help. So I think those would be my my three self-care therapist and find your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And and talk to me a little bit about this um gaming malarkey, right? Because mm. like how old were you when you found gaming? So I actually was a gamer from the time that I was a kid. Oh, I used to, we didn't have so a game much system than at me. home. So much younger <laughs> than me then. So in the in the um, late 80s, early 90s, well, I mean, we never had a game system in our house at all. We had a computer eventually that had some games on it, but we never had like an Xbox or a Nintendo or anything like that. But my cousin did. And so every time we go over there, I would play things like Vigilante or uh, Mortal Kombat and that kind of thing. And then my best friend had a gaming system. We played things like Yoshi and like all these other things. Zelda was so my favorite. So I really favorite. enjoyed those. Zelda. Oh, Zelda's Zelda. good. My youngest is playing Zelda right God, now. I love He's it. playing Zelda Breath of the Wild, I think. I discovered yeah, that you really can get Zelda it. for the Wii. We've got PlayStation. We have got a PlayStation, yeah. but there's a Wii here. Mind you, my son's always on his iPad playing games, roadblocks and all of that yeah. malarkey. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and so, okay. So you had been a game, but they were all like, I played games in the eighties and nineties, right? Right. Yes. It's not the same. No. It's definitely not the same anymore. Oh no, no. So it's I, great. I started playing. Yeah. I started playing online games kind of in the early two thousands. Um, and I played them up until I met my ex. And when I met him, he didn't, he wasn't a gamer. He didn't understand gaming. And he would make all these snide comments like, oh, that it's stupid. You're just wasting your time to play this game. And you're, I don't understand why you're doing that. You could do so much, so much, so many better things with your time. And like all these little comments that just made me be like, I guess it's not worth it. <laughs> so I stopped playing. And when my grandfather went missing, I mentioned that I became much closer with my sister. She's always been a big gamer. And so she kind of got me back into, all right, well, we're talking, do you want to play a game together? And so we would play something together or we would be talking to each other while we're playing games um, separately. And uh, it just kind of took off from there. So I started, I re-found my love for gaming because of my sister and because my grandfather went missing. So, um, you know, there's always a silver lining. And you you game on a, you game on a, um, like live gaming website, don't you? Mm -hmm. That's like. um, Yeah, so I. I stream on Twitch. Twitch, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. I was thinking, yeah. I, I thought it was called Twitch, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, but you do, you live stream on Twitch, don't you? So if anyone wants mm-hmm. to go out there and, and watch, you know, Mama Foxfire, she's on Twitch. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Gaming away, because I've watched you. I've watched all of you guys twitching and yeah. gaming and all of that malarkey. <laughs> and um, It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it definitely Cause then you can interact with people live. And like last night we were doing a jigsaw puzzle together. You know, it's not all, it's not all people playing Fortnite. I don't play Fortnite, but that was the big thing for a little while. Everybody was playing Fortnite. Um, but it's one of those things that if you can find a game that you enjoy playing, even if it's putting together a jigsaw puzzle on stream, there are people who will do that with you. And it's just another way to connect into a community. Um, and how does that, of course, how does the- that help you though? How does it like, So after my grandfather went missing, I really used it a lot as an escape because I just needed to 
not have um, some of the realities that were going on around me anymore for a little while. And now I use it kind of, so that's how it started. It was kind of like, I need an hour where I'm not thinking about the fact that my grandfather's missing. I'm not obsessing over the web sleuths comments. I'm not obsessing over like all of this stuff. Uh, the new information we got from the sheriff or the new information that came out from my cousin or whatever, whatever it was. So, um, I just needed an escape. And from there, it kind of got to the point where I was being open enough about my mental health that other people were being open about their mental health. And so that's kind of where this idea of, well, let's talk about mental health while streaming. And then we can all have this conversation live and learn from each other. Um, and so that's how I started my podcast was. I was talking about mental health with other people and I started doing these interviews and it just kind of took off from there. So now it's not, it's not necessarily an escape for me now. It's actually more work for me now, but it is a very much a community connection um, and a way for me to stay, stay in touch with people that I care about and to meet new people and expand that social circle, which is really important. And I suppose you've all got the same like focus, haven't you? You've all like on there playing games and you enjoy what you're doing. So it's, it is like having a football club. It's a gaming club. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Some people play draft football or, or whatever it is. And I, I play other games. No, no, no. Which is cool. Which is cool. So let's talk about the podcast then. Cause like, how did you, how did you come up with starting the podcast? Mm -hmm. So the podcast is called even tacos fall apart. And I started doing, like I said, I was being open about my own journey. I was um, mostly streaming to just friends at the time that I knew in real life. And so I was being pretty open about how, what I was going through, the struggles that I was going through. And then somebody would bring up like, well, have you ever experienced OCD? I haven't. I mean, I've, I've been through a lot in my life, but I've been very fortunate that I haven't experienced a lot of the things that are, that are out there to experience. Um, so that isn't something that I struggled with. And I was like, well, I don't know, let me do some research and we can kind of talk about it, but I want to understand what you're going through before we have a, a real conversation about it. And so from there, then I was like, what if I got an expert to come on and talk about like ADHD? I think my very first guest was a, was a, uh, about ADHD. And um, that just kind of took off. Like that was just like, okay, now I'm going to bring on an expert every week and we're going to talk about a different subject. So uh, this week we talked about thriving with disabilities with someone who is struggled with disabilities for over 20 years. And the week before that, it was, we were talking about like safety and uh, safety and education and in, in tenancy and like landlords and all of this, like real estate and, and everything. So, um, and we've talked about hypnotherapy, like all, all these different things that I, A, wouldn't even have thought to research on my own, um, but B, that people are interested in, you know, if you want to, if you want to see if hypnotherapy is for you, and you have questions, well, now I'm providing a forum to say, come ask your questions of an expert while we're live talking about it. You don't have to reach out and wait for a response. You can just come and ask while we're here. So it's live, <laughs> is it? It's a live podcast, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So people can log on and, or can they send you in questions? So if they, if mm-hmm. you've got an, uh, do they know if you've got episodes coming up that they might be interested? Yeah. Okay. God love you. Okay. And then you get the the person on and then they just answer the questions and talk a bit about obviously the subjects mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So this always interests me because obviously I have this podcast, right? Why a podcast? Yeah. Why didn't you just go, oh, I'm going to speak to somebody and then I'm going to write a blog or, um, or why even do anything, right? Like what mm-hmm. pushed you? What was the catalyst to... And what pushed you in the direction of podcasting? Yeah, so I think for me, um, a blog is too much work. <laughs> well, it's writing, isn't podcasting it? Podcasting is, podcast, yeah, podcasting is a lot of work. Don't get me oh, wrong. Don't think that a podcast is easy to do if you want to do it, um, you know, with any sort of planning. There's lots of planning, lots of, still lots of writing. Um, but, you know, I can't even keep up with my Instagram. So how am I going to keep up with a blog? <laughs> But for me, one of the main reasons for starting it um, was that I very strongly believe. So the predominant theory about my grandfather is that he killed himself. And because that's the case, I am a very strong believer that if he had 
if he had understood that it's okay to get help for things that you're going through, it's okay to be honest with people around you. It's okay to talk about this stuff. He was very, very like masculine, macho man. And I, he was very sweet also. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't toxic in any way, but he was of the generation where you don't talk about shit that you're going through. You just don't talk about it. You shove it all down and you go on vacation, (laughs) you know? And it's, and it's just like, that's it. That's all you do. And so I strongly believe that if the stigma around talking about mental health hadn't been there Mm. and he had been able to get some help that he would still be here with us today. And just that thought is enough to keep me going. But then I've also had, after I started having these conversations on Twitch and I wasn't doing them as a podcast, also after the live stream, now I do them as a podcast after the live stream as well. And I had enough people reach out to me and say, I learned so much from that. I want you to know that I really appreciate it. And let me tell you, everyone who is listening, if you appreciate something that a content creator does, whether that is a blog or a podcast or a live stream, tell them. I can't tell you how much that meant to me. Just to have people say, what you're doing is valuable. That was so, even years later, I still remember those people who said that. And it's like, that's one of those things that really keeps me going even now. Um, and just the community engaging around these conversations and asking stuff in the discord community that we have, they ask questions ahead of time They people on Twitter ask questions ahead of time in the comments, whenever I post that we're going to have a certain guest or a certain topic. And just that engagement is like, it's enough. It's enough to keep me going for sure. And I, and I think if I had known more about, um, emotional abuse, I think that I would have gotten out of my relationship sooner as well. So it's all, it all just comes back to, had there been more information out there, had more people been talking about this, so much could have been better, different than, than it was for me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I was talking to somebody who's been in a domestic violence situation as well. In fact, it's funny because Mother's Day, um, we got together, there was a group of single moms. We all got together with our kids and we had a barbecue and, um, oh, I love well, that. Ma- mainly because our exes wouldn't have done anything for us. So we were like, well, let's do it for ourselves. And so that was what we did. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And so we got together. The kids know each other from school and stuff like that. So that's great. But we were talking about um, domestic violence situations. And uh, I'm hoping, hoping to get this lady on the podcast if she'll come on. Um, But we both agreed, both me and her agreed that emotional domestic violence um, is 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 destructive right and i don't think mm-hmm. it people realize how destructive it is on par yeah. with physical violence right physical violence Absolutely. you can see right it's a bruise it's a scratch you, well sometimes you can mm-hmm. see it right sometimes you can see it yeah. and a lot of the time you can't as well right but it is yeah. and i said that if my relationship had been a physically violent relationship i would have got out of it earlier than I had, right? Earlier. So much sooner. So much sooner. 100%. So much sooner because the emotional violence is surreptitious um, and so subtle at times that Mm -hmm. you as the individual having that um, emotional violence um, done to you, it almost self-justify, almost justify the abuse. and it's, you know, it's difficult to deal with, really. Um, and you also think, well, it's never going to happen to you, right? And I've spoken mm-hmm. to all different women from all different lives, managers, you know, execs, um, people who, um, you know, hold and manage other people, right, who you would think have it together, you know, they've got decent salaries, and they've been through domestic violence. It's not just the... Um, you know, it's not just the people who are um, on, what's the word I'm looking for, social payments and don't have a job or right. whatever, who are who come from like uh, drug-affected, uh, addiction-affected backgrounds mm-hmm. um, who who are prone to this. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. It's scary as well um, because there's so much out yeah. there. 
Uh, I think somebody, I think I was reading, I was reading a book to my son regarding the fact that one in four children come from an addiction based um, family. So I got him wow. to calculate that out. Um, now I don't know what, at what country or is that globally or whatever, right? It could just be Australian. Mm. I don't know. But I got him to calculate that out and say, how many people are in your classroom? And so he said, and I said, and it worked out that five of his classmates come from, potentially, um, come from, could come from a, a addicted yeah. family, you know, a family with an addiction or some sort of issue regarding being addicted. Um, and so mm -hmm. that sort of blew his little mind a little bit because he went, wow, there's another five people who are in a similar situation to me. So, yeah. Yeah. So look, wow. Um, oh, there's so much we could delve into. So I know we could probably, we could probably do like four more episodes oh, is, on some of these. <laughs> so what can people do if they know that somebody is actually suffering, right? So they, because mm. all so many situations whether it be domestic violence, whether it be affairs, um, whether it be bereavement or whatever, right? Um, what can people do to help somebody in that situation? How do you give them a hug? Yeah, so I think that there's a couple of things. If you know someone who is going through a hard time, be willing to listen to them and don't be really judgy. Like, yeah. be willing to provide a safe space for them to express what they're feeling without saying, oh, you shouldn't feel bad about that. Like, everybody's got it so much worse than you. Give them the space and just say, I, I hear you. Um, and, and listen, active, like active listening, empathetic listening, those are skills that you can practice. And then you can use them when you know that someone is suffering. Um, the other one that I would say is to ask the other person how you can support them. So, so many wow. people, we actually just talked about this whenever we were talking about disabilities, but, um, when you know that someone is suffering or, you know, that someone needs help, we as humans love to just say, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. This is what I want to do. I'm going to do this. It is so much more effective. If you say, what can I do for you? How can I help you? Do you need me to cook you some food? Do you need me to go to the grocery store for you? Do you need me to just listen? Do you need me to contact someone else for you? Do you need me to research a domestic abuse hotline? Do you need me to do, what can I do for you? Give them some options if they can't think of anything, but ask them how you can help. Don't just assume what I want to do is what they need. Um, so offer support in a way that they would like to have support the way that they want to be supported and just don't be judgy. I think those are the two things. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with you. And and it is, and keep pushing regarding the support stuff, right? So it is just going, yeah. oh, do you need any help? Because nine times out of 10, people mm -hmm. will just say, oh, no, you're all right. I'm, I'm fine, right? Yeah. And they might not be. So it's about keep pushing. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're right. Come up with things that you might be able to help them out with. Um, yeah. by saying, you know, hey, can I can I take the kids off you for a couple of hours even, right? Exactly. Something like that, yeah. right? Um, and, um, you know, can I go, you know, can I take the kids off you so you can go do shopping or mm -hmm. can I take the kids off you so you can go just walk on the beach? Oh, I say walk on the beach because I've got a beach beside me. Well, not beside me. That would be nice. <laughs> that would sound like I'm living in a multi-million dollar house. <laughs> but, no, uh, it's like couple of k's away but um yeah so um yeah no definitely definitely so look where can people find you online because well yeah. one you've got your podcast so i'm assuming your podcast is on every platform it possibly could be on right yes. and it is called even tacos fall apart yeah even taco and i have to say Go on the website because you'll find a secret taco recipe, right? Which That's all you found. I it. did. I found it, right? I found the secret taco recipe. It is vegetarian people who eat meat, but I'm sure yes. it can convert to yep. chicken or whatever. But I was so chuffed, Absolutely. right? I was so chuffed because I was like, it's vegetarian, right? And being vegan, I was like, well, yeah. I can change some of the things that aren't like vegan ish. Yes. But um, yeah, no. So I was like, oh, I'm going to try that. And it's that. really good too. 
it is, it is phenomenal. Like it is, it is, I am not a vegetarian. I am not a vegan. I eat meat. And I would pick those tacos over a meat oh taco God. any day. <laughs> okay, so I have to. But on my shopping list, I have got mushrooms, right? Because there's mushrooms in this, people. Yes. So if you hate mushrooms, you're going to hate this taco. But maybe swap in, like, I don't know, tofu <laughs> chicken or instead. chicken That's or whatever. Fine, yeah. But, um, oh, I'm definitely going to try them because I found it and went, oh, okay, because we have Taco Tuesday here because my son plays soccer. Oh, well, my yeah. son plays footy, Australian rules footy, and so he's got training. So Taco Tuesday's easy, right? Happy days. So, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I pre-cook everything and do it all. Sorry, this is a single mum situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I pre and then I just have to dish you. it up and go. There you go, buddy. <laughs> Shove a bit of lettuce on it. It's all yeah. good. Happy day. Heat it up in the microwave. Done. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I'm definitely gonna. I will feed back to you on the recipe. Well, I love that you found the recipe because there's not like, there's not like a direct link that you can go to 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 find it. You have to go and look, you have to go look for it. So tacosfallapart.com is the website. Uh, The podcast is called even tacos fall apart. It's available everywhere that you can find podcasts unless they were going to try to get me to pay to have it on there. So then I didn't do it, but all major podcasting platforms. You're on YouTube as well, aren't you? So you're on YouTube. I'm on YouTube. Yep. YouTube, Twitch, um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere that I can be uh, on socials as Mama Foxfire. Not as in Tacos Foxfire. Yeah. 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 It's not the (laughs) Tacos Fall Apart thing. It's your Mama Foxfire handle. Handle, as it were. Handle, as it were. That's right. God love you. I love it. And there's links to all of those on the website, too. You should get t shirts printed up. Mama Fox, (laughs) Mama Fox on fire. But um, there you yeah, go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Another line for your little sideline. Look, um, I like it. Cool. So, thank you. I loved having you on yeah. here. We're definitely getting you back to talk about the trans situation and the situation. I in, would love to in Texas because uh, maybe I shouldn't go there. Maybe people in Australia aren't too worried about the te- Texas situation, but they should be because it's horrendous and it could happen to yeah. us here. Um. But it's also, it would be good to find out how you actually dealt with your mm-hmm. daughter saying that she is now a he and all of that that yep. comes with it. Um, because these are things that are happening to people as we speak. And I really don't want the subject to be taboo. And I really want to go out there and help people in those situations, right? And the kids, mm-hmm. the kids at the end of the day, these are our children. Exactly. Our children um, who should you know, we, none of us would want our kids to be put in an unsafe situation. Right. And mm-hmm. this is what they feel and their view and how they are. Right. So nobody should dictate how a person should be or do or whatever. I could, yeah. I could recognize myself as, I don't know, a horse, right. I'm not sure that I am, <laughs> but no, but I could. Right. And so who cares? I'm not harming anyone. It doesn't, it's not hurting anyone. It's not hurting anyone. Exactly. Okay. I'm yep. not influencing any, I'm just being me, Claire the horse. Right. So, you know, it's good. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why a horse came to my head, but anyway, hey, um, it works, <laughs> but you know, let's be human beings. Right. Um, so final question, final, final, final question before we get you back. Sure. Um, what book would you recommend to my listeners and why? So I am a huge reader. I'm also on Goodreads as Mama Foxfire, if you want to connect there. Um, I'm a huge reader, but I don't read a lot of like nonfiction books. So my question back to you is what kind of fiction book? Because I can give you like if you want one, a young adult one, if you want one about grief and loss, you want one about fantasy, crime fiction, no, paranormal one that romance. you've recently read. What, what have you what, <laughs> if you were to sit there and go, wow, I know I can think of one, um, which would be the Jigsaw Man written by Paul Britton, which is a mm. he's a criminal psychologist in the UK. So it's it's fact, right? But it's such a good book, right? So there we go, we'll put that one yeah. on the list. But like what one and I read that overall, years ago. really good books. What one have you read that so, you've gone, oh my God, would read that three, four, five, six, seven times? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I really think um, Under the Whispering Door is an excellent, excellent book. And that I uh, I would have to look up who it's by. But that one does cover grief and loss. It's fabulous, fabulously done. 
Um, if you're, if you're not wanting to read something about grief and loss, which is completely understandable, I would say the witch's heart, which is, um, Genevieve something, but the witch's heart is an excellent read as well. Or, or like, oh, there's so many. Okay. So like there's middle game and there's American gods and there's, See, I like reading. Sort of I like reading a series <laughs> of books, right? So Wilbur Smith, oh. Wilbur Smith, to me, like, and his yeah. series of the South African. And I can't think of the blooming name now because I ha- I've got a few that I've got to read through now. But like, it goes from these two brothers who are in South Africa who grow up, and it then goes all the way through the generational. Fa- and I'm just like, yeah, addicted to these books. Yeah. That's my addiction. But um. Yeah, I, Wilbur I Smith. Oh my God, <laughs> Wilbur Smith. I used to when I was younger, James Herbert, and um, yeah, James James Herbert is a horror writer, and Stephen King. Mm. Oh my God, used to love him. It was like flick, 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 flick. Yeah, no. So yeah, so awesome, awesome, fantastic. Look, it's been such a pleasure. I'm going to call you Mama FF because Mama FF, right? <laughs> Mama FF. It's been such. A fantastic pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you much. so much for having me. No, we will Yeah, this get was you really back. lovely and I'm happy to come back anytime to talk about anything. I know that there's a lot in my life. Oh, no, <laughs> it's good. It's good. Look, and like, I think your view is the same as mine, right? If we're out there and we're talking about this stuff and it helps just one person, happy yes. days. Happy days. That's what we want. Absolutely. That's what we want. So I'm going to let you get on with your evening. And I'm going to get on with my day here. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.